You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the 28th episode of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy, the leader, the quarterback, the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, back here. <laughs> <laughs> I gave, I took Oz's intro today for myself. <laughs> you got your boy, Boo, sitting back here, uh, sipping on... <laughs> You don't watch Archer by any chance, do you? Yeah, well, not recently. <laughs> not, not over the past few years. There's a, just a great one. Like you read Muhammad all over the damn place. That's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, Dave, way to ruin my sweet intro. <laughs> That's never happening again. I get flamed when I, when I, when I give myself a little love. <laughs> you got uh, to the right of me, Asabe. Are you alive? You no, alive? I'm, um, I'm trying to get the thing working. Okay. Asabe uh, turned his hat backwards. Conversation was so good before he had to turn that hat backwards. Hey. And then we got uh, a kill over there, hands on his hips with a new set of beads. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, friends. Oh, wow. With the Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> and then got the flames on. You got the <laughs> best engineer in all of uh, bong, bong, bong. the shipping freight place. <laughs> See, the I did best that. engineer in 30 square feet. In 30 oh, square feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the shipping in, in uh, let's see, on cast at the moment. <laughs> the definition of backhanded compliment. Uh, they oh, no, we, used to, we used to joke all the time that we were the best IT show on Monday nights between 9 and 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, like, we had a whole routine. That we'd go there. Yes. <laughs> Man, in this, Midtown Detroit, right? This, this dude is international with his podcast, though. We we trying to get like him over four million viewers, guys. Oh, gosh. that view into the Detroit podcast. If you love Dave, Cash App Dave. If you want his viewers, <laughs> a dollar. Um, Dave, I don't know what his Cash App is, but I'm sure it's some. You know, each dollar that you send him, twenty five percent of that will go to <laughs> the High Vibe guys. <laughs> Uh, this is for our, we trying to set up sponsorship for ourselves, so we we we're starting to work on it with Dave first. Uh, welcome to the twenty seven eighth episode of High Vibe Guys. Uh, we're gonna kick this one off by talking about um, just something that uh, I saw on Facebook. Well, actually, I saw it initially on the internet. I saw that disheveled picture of Bill Cosby. There's a couple of things about it bothering me. I googled his son after I saw this picture of Bill Cosby, right? And Google has like Google has like when you Google certain things, it's like a really big topic. Like, before you even go to, like, a search of uh, 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 the first link, it's going to have information about it. You know what I mean? It said the disgraced actor Bill Cosby. That was that was Google's description of Bill Cosby. Now, that shit right there was like, all right, that's kind of like. Uh, no, I would probably challenge that. I don't believe that was that would not have been Google's definition. That might have been. But, but it's the, the so you know how like, you know how like words. So I, I was looking for his son because remember his son got murdered. Right, and um, his only son was murdered in the nineties. So I looked up Bill Cosby's son. So the first thing that, and this is so this is why the first thing that pops is the Wikipedia entry, and that's how. The, yeah, it still should be monitored, man, because at the end of the day, that's the first thing that comes up when his information comes up. And um, I guarantee you that other people who have committed crimes and done things don't have a similar thing pop up like that. And on top of that, too, for Wikipedia to even have that as their definite uh, description of, of Bill Cosby shows biased, a lot of biased. And I have an issue with that. You know what I mean? Now, um, with that. Well, I mean, equal opportunity. Same thing happens when you Google, say, Jeffrey Epstein was an American financier and convicted sex offender. So let me ask you this. Did, did Jeffrey Epstein have a 10-year run of maybe the, one of the most influential uh, uh, television shows of all time? Oh, and time? he was America's dad. America's dad. So it's like, I guess, yeah, Epstein, that's all I know him for. I don't know I don't know of him as a as an influence. Uh, like you said, I don't want to say influence. Cause you, you no, no, that. but true. I mean, and I think that's the point is nobody knew who the hell this guy was until everything broke. Because that's all he is. That's all he is known for. Bill Cosby is way bigger than the things that he's in jail for, but he needs to be held accountable for his actions. So I'm not saying that he shouldn't be held accountable. I'm just saying that that was somebody's bias slipped in and said, you know what? Let's overlook this man's crazy fucking career, his crazy influence on black America, and let's just basically boil it down to him doing some shit that we don't like in the past 10 years that he's being held accountable for. That's that's To me, that's narrow-minded and disrespectful. You got to look at the whole situation. He's in jail. He's serving his time. Ain't no need to keep shitting on him. So, Dave, you over there thinking. Them wheels are spinning. So, okay, how do you feel about, say, R. Kelly? Um, shit. So, here's a, here, all right, so let's be... Like it, that nigga part in hell. Agreed. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I, I have, but the thing is though, 
if, if somebody play an R. Kelly track, it's hard to not. They put put on the Chocolate Factory right now. <laughs> People's shoulders gonna start moving. If, if, if somebody put on the remix edition right now. It's hard to not start gigging to it. But so, dude, I, I, dude, I still have, I, I still have all of Cosby's albums from when I was a kid. Dude, I, I owned them all. So again, I guess maybe if it was a more, I guess I just felt like the, the like initial sentence or two felt like it was phrasing. It kind of characterized who he was as a person. But I do get what your point is though, because I, I same thing. I can't stand R. Kelly. He peed on a child, and he, he tried to justify it more than one. More than one. <laughs> he and, he and, peed on a classroom of children. And, <laughs> so who and, knows? And married Aaliyah when she was thirteen. <laughs> so, but I, but I do but I do get what you're saying. I I, I, I respect your opinion on that because I get where you're coming from. So I guess uh, my thoughts, but, but that's a that's a deep issue because I mean it's that's the whole can you separate the art from the artist? Mm. And that's people can when they want to. It's a pick and choose type thing. You know what I mean? It's a, I think it definitely comes to, like, how much do I like this person personally? You know what I mean? Because that's, you know, that's that thing that's what... Because in this world we live in... Current <laughs> president! <laughs> I'm sorry, what, I had to get that out. That was, it was a cough. It was bad. We, we just talked about the whole, like, grabbing by the pussies and how, like, people try to, like, write that off. You know, it's like... It's hard to write off grabbing by the pussy. It's hard to... It's hard to... It's, and that, ladies, I'm sorry. That ain't... what I, that's, that's what the person 45 said, not me. Well, that's why, who is it, uh, Chris Rock, that had the whole conversation about 80s rap versus, like, 90s rap and, and on, where he was like, look, he's like, I can defend Public Enemy. I, I can defend You Must Learn. I can defend KRS-One. I, I can't defend Move, Bitch, Get Out the Way. Like, he's, he's, like, he's like, it used to have a message. It used to have a meaning. It used to have, you know, a thing. So it, 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 it's hard. Yeah. So I wanted to ask the high vibe guys, bring them into this conversation. How do y'all feel about Bill Cosby representation, the whole jail thing? He's going to be nine, eight, I think 92 when he's released or something like that from prison. Uh, he's going to do a hot 10 years. And just to get some clarification on the whole thing. So Bill Cosby did not go to jail for all the ladies who said something. He had an incident happen in 2004 where he was accused of, I believe, drugging a lady. And so I, I wound up going down this rabbit hole. I saw the picture. I said, why is he still in jail if people got released for COVID? He's 82 why didn't he get out for the for uh you know if he because his his uh, crime was listed as a violent crime and violent criminals didn't get released from prison. Yep. So I was like, damn. But I was like, I guess if you drug somebody, it could go all types of ways, right? You know what I mean? Like that's really was he convicted of rape? So and I speak from experience uh, when I say this. Uh, like so, if you roofie someone, uh, because I I think I might have told you guys this story once. I got roofied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that person was charged with multiple counts of assault. That um, makes sense. And in addition to Caused all of the felony harm. counts that of what the shit they found when they went back to his apartment. Mm. Um, but it's, it is an, it is classified as assault. That makes sense. You cause them bodily harm. Yeah, well, yeah. Inten- intentionally. Well, because you don't know, like, dude, especially like, because when, like, I, I want to go to the, you know, ER, um, and there were ketamine and rohypnol in my system. You don't know what ketamine and rohypnol are going to like you can kill somebody if if you know you give if the dose is too high or or if they have a bad reaction to it or whatever or or hell they don't you know they don't fall over at the bar and they go walking out in traffic and get hit by a car you know it's that mm-hmm. and that's why it's classified as assault mm-hmm. it was a uh, classified as indecent assault that's what he got convicted of okay uh, is yeah? I mean, I'd, I'd like to know what decent assault is. <laughs> <laughs> is that like two old, two old British guys going? How about you? Man. You walk each up, other in the face with a glove. You walk <laughs> up to somebody, put them in the sleeper hole, and whisper in their ear. <laughs> You're going to sleep now. Night night. <laughs> Dave, do you have a uh, iPhone charger down there? Uh, you know what? There used to be a cable here. Oh, sweet. Never mind. Uh, kills better than you. All right, so <laughs> my high vibe, guys. How do y'all feel about this? Because uh, and I can't, and so getting all the way back to it, my dog, uh, D. Alice McCreed, who has BMO basketball for um, young boys in high school. It's a good thing, bro. It's an excellent thing. I can't even say, I can't remember what BMO stands okay. for. But um, he got Africa on the um, jersey, so. I'm definitely with it. And uh, D. McCreed is a really, w- really well-read, intelligent um, teacher in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball camp, all about the community. Reminds me of myself, except smarter. But he, <laughs> but he made this comment where he said something like along the lines of like Cardi B admitted to like uh, raping. And um, um, Cardi B 
um, admitted to like uh, doing a bunch of different things to people. And then like Bill Cosby is like basically uh, like demonized in the public. I ain't saying your words correctly. Also, yeah, don't get me like that tough because <laughs> uh, one of our friends definitely listens. And I was thinking like I, I broke down the whole case in my like response. Like it's hard for me, dog. This is hard. Like I do feel like I went into things. Um, Bill Cosby is definitely he has a lot more attention brought to him, and it's like like maybe an unfair amount of attention brought to him. But I also have a mother, and say I don't care when you roofied her. If I catch your ass and you roofie my mother, unless you don't went back to apologize, I'm putting my hands on you. I don't care if it was a hundred years ago. If you roofie my mother, oh, it's a wrap. It don't matter. And that's what that was like. It was thirty years ago. When it, I don't care when it come to light. If you ain't apologizing. To me, I got a problem with it, and I don't I like. I I do respect Bill Clinton's legacy as an actor, but it ain't got nothing to do with his personal actions wait, towards women. Bill Cosby, but yeah, I, I, you said Bill Clinton. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Clinton Cosby, you know, kind of the same guy. Uh, I did not have sexual relations, <laughs> man. Uh, so my, my that was that was where um, my. Uh, my thought process was coming from, and I want my brothers to chime in with me. On so it killed. I said, I just want to know what your feedback is. But before that, twenty minutes later. <laughs> so, um, yeah. ain't that what we talked about in the car? We'll edit right. it out, though. Right, right. So the thing is, from my perspective, I'm trying to look at the big picture, the behind the scenes picture, and I'm thinking that of the influence that that man had and has. On many folks, their psychology, like the imagery of what it looks like to be, uh, what it looks like to be a righteous man at home, taking care of your family, good job, blah, 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 you know, doing your job as a humanitarian or whatever. Now, the whole like torturing him and shitting on his name or whatever, to me, I'm looking at like what, so why would they be, you know, doing these things if it's, if they don't do that to everybody else? I'm thinking that they're they're trying to like undo the the upheld, you know, good picture mm-hmm. that they have in mm-hmm. our in people's mind because it's a mm-hmm. subconscious thing, mm-hmm. you know, just like mm-hmm. movies and stuff. They don't care about mm-hmm. no dang on, you know, just the money. They have agendas. They're gonna put this scene mm-hmm. right behind the emotional scene, so it has this impact on the people. Mm-hmm. They're gonna put these movies out back to back to back, talking about drugs and superpowers on ten different Netflix shows right before. You know, some drug gets entered into society or something like that. You know what I'm saying? There's some type of agenda behind it. So I'm thinking that's what it is. They want us to disassociate him with that, you know, upstanding subconscious uh, resonance that we have for him, you know, and replace that with whatever, you know. If they take him out that seat, who else is there to, you know, have that, you know, position or whatever that we can look up to? America's dad. America's dad. Think of that. Mm. That's powerful. I guess so. Let me, I, I will respond to that by saying, "Do you feel like he did this to himself?" Then I, my mom told me one thing. She said, "You a black man in America. You be conscious of that. You got to move different. You got My mom. Said your mom don't. is. Your mom is right in so, a lot so of he, aspects. So, so let's say. Let's say that this is saying he is guilty. Not saying that you're condemning him or saying he is. We know. We know what we can and can't do. It's just like when a cop pulled me over. I I, I get when black people have spaz out sometimes. But I also am of my own discernment to say if I want to get out of this in a very like you know productive fashion, let me let me go about it the way I know I need to go about it. So did he not? We already he already know what he's fighting against, and then because Bill Cosby is of the up uh, the utmost uh, elite in this country. Mm-hmm. So then he, then he so did he get dick? Man, shit, Marvel band people say shit. Don't get caught up with doing what the uh, what the colonizers doing. So my response to that is one: I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Well, I'm not. We're just, we're just, I'm we're just going, we're just going from the perspective of if it were true type shit. So before that, before I respond to that, I don't know if it did happen because it's a whole bunch of BS right. going on. But if it did happen, however, on one end, yes, you know, we got this principle called my act that deals with justice and you know justifying things in the universe, restoring balance. So on one end. Cool, you know, let the man pay his dues or compensate for whatever he did to another individual. But on the on the on the flip side, we have to be even kill. We have to be balanced when it comes to our um, judgment for people because you got people who do 
thousands of things every year, mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. And because they, you know, in cahoots with so-and-so or they look a certain way, they don't get touched. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about killing, stealing, raping, parasitic activity, whatever. Like what? companies are billion. Dog, we got billion dollar companies that get money from decimating whole cities and groups of people. Facts. Their health, their life. <clears throat> Look, Margaret Sanger, bro. This like Planned Parenthood is like a a cool thing. It's accepted when the agenda she set out of her own mouth at Ku Klux Klan rallies. Let me be specific. Like she didn't just say it on the news. She said it at specific places. Like, yeah, I'm gonna deem who's worthy of living and having a baby, et cetera, et cetera. And like this is and we still practice these things today. We live in a society where Hillary Clinton will go in front of the world and say, Yes, I admire Margaret Sanger and think she's amazing and her ideals like come bro, what the fuck, bro? What you said last episode though, that this pressure is helping to us to be our best, right? Yeah. Pressure creates diamonds. So with that pressure just be more pressure on us to help us be our best, knowing that we live in an unjust and unfair society and knowing that we have to maneuver different, that we have to be um, above reproach at times and things of that nature because we understand that we're playing from a different perspective. We're playing from a different um, angle that requires more of us. Um, so, I, I mean, like, I'm, and I'm, I'm really playing devil's advocate because I don't think the amount of backlash he received is proportionate to the crimes mm-hmm. and to the amount of things that go into where people aren't really held to the same standard. I'm more playing devil's advocate, and it's just more of a thought cool. process yeah. uh, for for us because and you, we, we know, like we know this, we know who we are in the society, so therefore we know we should we know that we have to maneuver different. But I also think that it's possible for us to get, and we talked about this too, condition to get caught up with the colonizers move sometimes, right? To be in a, in that vein where I, I'm making all these millions. And I'm seeing all this go on. I'm finna enjoy my life too. Like you know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. That's a lot of it. It's a Kanye West. You know what I mean? Motherfucking lost his goddamn mind. You know what I mean? So I'm what not, does he do at the expense of other people though? Because I'm talking about Jordan, like owning stock in prisons and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I would say I would say Kanye's influence is 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 reckless. All, it's reckless. It ain't it ain't Jordan influence, but it's almost worse though in a sense because. Jordan don't be speaking politically. At least he at least shut his trap. You know what I mean? Kanye just jump off the uh, jump off the porch and be like, you know what? <laughs> let me go ahead and endorse a ridiculous motherfucker, and then let me re- endorse him in a ridiculous way. Not no real agenda behind it. You know? Did y'all see that interview where he was with, where like with his dad, or he's like, me and my dad were talking. He was in the White House. He's like, yeah, me and my dad were talking about the future. We were talking about like airplanes on top of buildings, and then like buildings on top of airplanes. Who is like, this? It's Kanye like is in. Trump's office just like having this conversation with him and Trump is looking at him like all right two more minutes <laughs> <laughs> all right one okay. minute and 30 seconds uh, okay, I'm not gonna make it you know what I mean <laughs> like, yeah. so here's I, I have a question for you and again just to kind of play devil's advocate based upon your the foundation of, of your Bill Cosby argument your assumption is that Bill Cosby was America's dad that had a dark side. How do you know it? Well, he wasn't the dark side that played a nice role mm-hmm. of America's dad Facts. to put on a good face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't eat everybody. He met. <laughs> Ted Bundy didn't kill everybody he knew. And mm-hmm. you know, they both had friends that thought they were great guys, yeah. you know, but you know, the, like I said, the, the founding supposition that he was a great guy to us is, I don't know the man. I'm not. I I, I I wasn't hanging out with him in in Vegas in the '60s. I don't, I, I don't know what he did. I won't even disagree with you because uh, in the early 2000s, did we just have a bestie moment? <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. Okay. Once you guys do the uh, those the well, go, go tinks and they combine, right? Fusion. Do a fusion dance. <laughs> yeah. Touch super Saiyan. Touch tips. <laughs> yes. These guys just touch tips. Pause. And. Uh, hey. I agree. Like when when Bill Cosby came out in the early two thousands, I talked about this on my favorite book episode when the, uh, Michael Eric Eric Dyson wrote is black middle class correct. Did is black middle class correct or did Bill Cosby lose his mind? So he talked about like when Bill Cosby was shitting on on black people. You know what I mean? It's like and Jaquisha, what you and with all the babies and welfare. And to pull your drawers up and you're walking around yeah, yeah, yeah. with them and yeah. putting my dick where it doesn't belong. So like. Yeah. I'm not like a I'm not like the build I won't wear like a Bill Cosby like shirt or some shit around you know like I ain't doing that. 
But I do know he's been a proponent and defended of the black community, and he's tried he's tried to impact it. I'm not saying he's the great guy, but I'm saying he was trying to push and trying to uplift, as and then trying to uplift skirts too. But he was trying, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, well, and I, th- I think that's part of the issue. And I, and I there's a there's a blog on our site that I wrote probably four or five years ago now, specifically because of a friend of ours um, called Fallen Angel. And once you put yourself out there as a moral bastion, as a light post, as mm. the good, people are going to gun for you. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're white, like because this this was a white friend of ours who was Captain Charity. He was Mister This. He was Mister That. And then guess what? Someone set him up and got him trapped. You know, buying coke. Behind a bar in Auburn Hills, and the cops were—it was a sting sitting there, right there, waiting for him. How much did you buy? Just a, not a lot, um, enough to get him two years. Damn. Um, and and it took him down. And and now all those charities that look to him have to back off and erase all of his crap. All the stuff that you know he did for this group. Now they got to find somebody else to do it for him and back off all you know, erase his name from everywhere. And that's to me, that's the issue. Like like I I always be like, oh, well, what about Tim Tebow, dude? Tim Tebow was so far out there. I just assumed that in his private life, he likes to wear thigh highs and be called Janice <laughs> like that, that. That's just life. Like when you when you put like how many times dude, uh, who is it? Falwell. That whole thing that you could, did we because in quarantine that was eight years ago, not just a month ago. You know what? Oh, Falwell likes to watch the pool boy bang his wife, but he's the moral bastion of the religious super conservative right. Really, that's who we are. So I mean that. So like I said, once you put yourself out there and you make yourself that target, you need to more than anything else. You need to understand you are making yourself that target yeah. because nobody, nobody hates anybody more than someone pretending to be better than you. Mm. Damn, Bill Cosby. Damn you. Mm. This ain't what the show about either. This is, damn, it's two shows in a row. We ain't get to the top of it. <laughs> all right. It's I'm all a, good. We can segue. Well, yeah, Dave, that was a good segue. That was a good, like, cap on this. Um, yeah, but it do kind of go, this whole conversation about Bill speaks to what the show is going to be about, which was, was, was uh, the opposite. The opposite. Feminine. The opposite uh, spectrum. Why don't you introduce this topic, Akil, because... I feel like I'm not going to say it accurately, and um, I feel like, you know, um, you would do better at this one. Oh, man, this show is in honor of our better halves mm. as men, the divine feminine. Hey, chill out. Asa? Like, I can't see you. Just eat my, my lasagna. <laughs> but, yeah, this is dedicated to the divine feminine, that that beautiful energy, that balances our yin you know what i'm saying so gives us gives us our uh a lot of our motivation how do, how do we, so i guess a question for you guys is how do you feel like we got to the point to where certain where certain men don't appreciate or value or respect that that divine feminine energy and you get a person like bill cosby who is like america's dad in this light over here and potentially because we're not I, I i can't say that he did it per se but but potentially slipping roofies and ladies' drinks and, um, you know, taking advantage of them. Like, how do we get to the point to where that level of disrespect is tolerated amongst our elite I think, black men? I mean, I think it all started with um, the patriarchal uh, influence in our community, where they, or excuse me, in, in the world, where they literally wiped out the feminine energy from any and all religious text uh, like any woman in any religious text is like a whore or you know what i'm saying jezebel or did you hear just because this fits right did you hear the speech that trump gave two days ago <laughs> i swear it might as well have been on the set of Mad Men, where he literally said i'm talking to you suburban housewives I'm trying to get your kids back in school and your husbands back to work so your ho- you can have a safe home. That's mm. crazy. My female friends lost their shit <laughs> and rightfully so. And I think the other part, you know, the other part of this that you're thinking of is it, like in those situations like where are like the Cosby situation, the Jeffrey Epstein situation, the you know, who, Harvey Weinstein, you whatever. Where's your friend? 
where's the guy that's because you know there are guys around you. Where's the guy around you going? You, bu, 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 bu. But mm-hmm. I think that speaks to like the mm-hmm. the level that is accepted at up top. You know, like that thought process is a very accepted. Like, oh yeah, he's speaking, he's talking facts and accurately, and he's that's how you talk about women, and that's how you treat them. Roof them up, go get them to the bar, take advantage of them. We're rich, we do this. You know what I mean? Like that's the thought process. I think I think you're invulnerable. You're invulnerable. There we go. Where did this invulnerability come from for men? Like, how how does that how we don't exist without the other half? You know, like so they got all they holding all the power. How and I, I, that and this is really one of the things where I'm clearly clueless on. I don't know the history of how the patriarchal um, society we live in kind of really came to be. How men, how men, kind of got to dominating this the the society we live in. Great question because I don't know either. We got two pretty smart dudes in the room. So this sounds like types a, with Dave and Asa, but I don't for sure. I can't pinpoint I mean, a you, time period. You already where, touched on it. It starts with religion, um, and that's what I would and, assume. And it's the you know it's. I mean, and it's and it's really weird when you look back to when women held a position of power and and when they were more revered. It was more about the village, like because it, it was you know one woman might need might want one guy to be the father of her children, but needs another guy to be the protector, you know, or, you know, and, and it's cause, and it's that because vil- she's in a very vulnerable, weak state for those, especially the later months of pregnancy and that kind of stuff. But you look at religion that took all that away. You look at, keep it simple. The constitution, the United States was founded in principle by rich land owning white guys. What, who are they looking out for? Rich, land-owning, white guys. Um, you know, it used to be like – this is part of that special that I was talking about actually. So originally it was you just had to be rich and land-owning in order to vote. And then they figured out that there were some black women that had been – or white women that had let, been left money by their husbands or whoever. And so nope, strip that away because it was rich, land-owning, white men. That's who they wanted voting. Um, so I mean, it, it's I mean that's it's it. This has always been, and it's funny when you think because when you think about it, we are a super matriarchal supported society, yep. but we are a patriarchal ruled society. Yep, all the way down to the words we use. Because who like who who's the center of the who's taking all the time off now and dealing with all the shit with the kids that they're not in school. Mom, yeah, and I was nine times out of ten because there there are those exceptions where the dad is is taking the step back and, and that's great, but mm-hmm. sweeping generalizations because this is the internet, this is what we do. It's it's women. That's th- those are the ones who are taking one for the team. Yep. Um, so without women, we don't have a society. But it's to your point. Even the you know the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, the whoever of the mm. world. Hey, you can go as high as we let you because Michael Jordan wasn't known in the team. Kobe Bryant wasn't known in the team. So, I mean, it. And shit, as much money as Michael Jordan made, imagine how much money everybody else made around him mm-hmm. who, who, who was influencing him. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. And he you didn't even made, have to play basketball. You mm-hmm. probably made a percentage. Well, of- it's like, dude, look at the. Like, so everybody's like, oh, you know, they should sell the Detroit Lions. Why would they sell the Detroit Lions? They are profitable from TV contracts before a game is ever played. Yep. They don't care if you don't show up. Yep. They don't care what I, – and I do not pay attention to sports ball. So you pick a player on the team that's wildly <laughs> successful and overpaid. The Ford family doesn't give a shit about them. No, well, that doesn't exist either. There's no wildly successful. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, but you know, but even, God, look, Calvin Moore. All right, you're unhappy? Go. As much as he met, I mean, that's, that's, that's that attitude because you, you can, you can step up as much as we will let you. Oh man. I'm get a little word. Let me get a word from you on this topic. We I haven't agree, heard from you. Cause y'all was going back and forth. Shit. Well, you was eating lasagna and flossing your teeth and whatnot, bro. <laughs> hey man. Cleanliness next to God. Well, Mac Reed just did a whole uh, special meal for me for breakfast. Lasagna, fried oyster <laughs> mushrooms, back massage. Hey, hey bro. Some of us hey, are single man. and going to be single forever. So. <laughs> Anywho, I agree with the religious piece. The religion um, influenced uh, patriarchal societies, but I also think that it had um, 
just as much influence from politics because I don't think we could really separate the two back then, you know, because religions were, as far as we know, many of them, the origin of their success was found in like pushing political agendas, agendas, you know, trapping minds or guiding minds or conditioning, like you said before, the minds. But the thing is, one one thing that I noticed as far as like history is concerned, whenever somebody goes and dominates a particular group of people, they always flip the script. That's why, like, even in the Bible, like, you see this, this devil is a serpent or whatever. All types of snakes get a bad connotation. And then when you go back just a thousand years before that, maybe 2,000 years on any continent on the planet, people were deifying serpents and dragons and amphibians and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. That aquatic type of, of vibe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. giving them access to the other side through the water mm-hmm. principle. Interesting. Right? Now then we fast forward and we see the women, you know— Subconsciously looked at mm. as like lesser than like like even the chessboard. You know what mm. I'm saying? The king is this than that. The queen could do all of that, but all that, but she protecting the king. She mm. bow, she submissive to the king. Mm. You know that whole type of psychology mm-hmm. is yes. only present when you want to take a people and strip them away from their power. Mm-hmm. So there's a good entomology thing for you. You know, uh, you know where checkmate comes from? No, Shamat. The king is dead. Yikes. Wow. Mm. Okay. Who would be dropping jewels on this damn show sometimes? I swear, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah. So let's, I want to flip it again then. Uh, this time, this is going to go back to you, Akil, as the father, and maybe you two over there, because I believe you got a daughter down there. I have a daughter and a son. In fact, my son just had his 11th birthday. Shout out to uh, him. What's his happy name? Birthday. Johnny. Johnny. Happy birthday, Johnny. My little sneakerhead. Little sneakerhead <laughs> 11-year-old. Oh, wow. Bad <laughs> habit 11. Fly. Sheesh. Uh, so when the etymology... No etymology. You know what Jan means? <laughs> Pineal gland. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's go to uh, the. How do you feel as a father raising a daughter in a society? And like, what is it? What is your thought process <laughs> on raising multiple daughters at this point? You got three. three. So like, uh, what's that? What's that look for you? Knowing that this is the society that they gonna have to navigate through. How do you empower them? And whatever, whatever, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Dude, man, only. Uh father of a daughter could relate mm. dave can relate mm. i got a, i got a puppy booze can't dave, relate with booze cannot puppy. relate at all no at all and not as even he tries it's a crazy world he just can't, listen it's, listen it's no and and not even fathers of sons can nope fully understand Damn, mm. fully understand mm. how a father feels about his daughter or daughters mm. it's the most un- indescribable feeling of like a mix of protective energy, um, heightened, not so much fear, but like, I will kill all of y'all. All, everybody on the planet. I love y'all. But <laughs> everybody's gone. I, I, th- as I, long as- I think that's kids in general. Cause like, I, I once, <laughs> I, I had a great conversation with a friend of mine. Um, before she had a kid, mm-hmm. and I said, "You, I said, you do not know the meaning of the phrase unconditional love yep. until you have a kid. Yep. Like you might be with someone and think that that's unconditional love, but until you hold a little human being in your arms and realize that you would throw yourself in front of a bus yep. to keep them from getting a paper cut." <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> and and she came back to me like two months after she had her kid. She was like, "Hey." Do you remember that conversation? And I was like, yep. yep. Like I told you, it's it's yep. a whole different world. It's like yeah. instantaneously. So, I guess uh, so this they come too, uh, why I'm going to stop uh, comparing my dog to like uh, being an actual human being because there's a chance my dog could get hit by a car. And I'd be like, you know what? You're all right. Like my daughter. So my daughter knows that I have her back no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I've gone to the mat for her several times. Like, whether it's like there was a situation, um, like, cause she's 13. So she's in middle school. So it's a, it's a mean girls thing. It's a yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and so, uh, oh, it was, it was volleyball tryouts. And one of the other little girls called her fat. Mm. My daughter's not fat. She's taller. She's a little stockier, but she's not. Anyway, so I went and picked her up that day and I could tell something was wrong with her. And she said, and I, I said, Sam, I said, you know, what, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? And she tells me this story. And I said, okay. I said, there's there's a couple different ways you can handle this. I said, because we always have these talks about, you know, she always comes to me for advice about it. I said, you can either ignore it. And I said, but the reality is that that will probably just egg them on. 
I said, you can, you know, you can react to it and that will definitely egg them on. Mm -hmm. And I said, or, or there's option three, which is the dad route. And she was like, and she was like, well, what's the dad route? I said, I don't really recommend this because this is going a little bit nuclear. I'm like, but the next time that little girl says something to her, you just look her dead in the eye and said, you know what? I can always lose a little weight if I want to, but you will always be an ugly, cold bitch that nobody loves Mm -mm. and walk away. Well, she did that. The next day, apparently. She won Kevin Hart, is what we call it. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, My mama told me to and tell I got, you. Yeah. And I got called in to the, the vice principal's office. And I, I sat there, and I let him have his little talk. And I said, I said are, are you done now? Mm. I said, because here's the reality of this situation. My daughter was dealing with a couple little mean girls. And I taught her how to handle that situation. If you do not handle that situation... She, I will always have her back. You can do what you think you need to do he, do to her here in school, but here's the fun part, Skippy. I have a little show that I do, and I would love to talk about situations on it, and I've done it before, and I'll do it again, and I will name your name, and I will make you famous, and that's how this is going to go because that is my daughter. Damn. And – he was. He's like, well, maybe we do need to reevaluate how we handle social situations. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you do. Yeah, man. Dave, make me famous, but not in like a spite. <laughs> 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 I'm doing the hateful, spiteful way though. Like, I like make it so I can like go out the house. Yeah, bro. No, but that's that. And so she does. She wow. knows that I have her back now, and she also knows that if she's wrong, I will tell her that she's wrong. Um, but I mean, and, and I think that's that's the important thing. I mean, that's parenting 101. Like your kids have to know that you have their back, but they also have to know where the lines are. Mm-hmm. Like they know, like both my kids know when it's joke time and when a little bit more bass gets in my voice and playtime is over. Yep. They know that line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, hey, it's, you know, sarcasm and teaching them how to, how it's okay to be sarcastic with dad these times, but Papa, no, Papa doesn't play. Like, you know, you, you, you don't get sarcastic with him. That's not his sense of even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Well, so let me ask you this, then. What I'm going to have to work on that, because my boys be getting hot when I get serious. So when I have some <laughs> I'm going to have to practice. I am, too. Hey, Allie. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How do you prepare? What about the things that you can't prepare them for? How, what, what, what are your concerns that, like, I can't prepare my child for this? Um, Man, your daughter that would be that. My oldest? Yeah, the one, because you got one that's about to leave the house. Nest. She may not. She may stay in Michigan and go to college. Okay. Well, she mean like, you please, know. Please, God, please. Anyways. Anyways, that's that's a typical father thing. She do whatever she want to. She can go off and explore that the world. That one buster who she just thinks is dazzling. And then he just like. Man, is, listen. He knows his game plan the whole time. He just listen, trying to bro. do that one thing. I mean. And crush her I'm heart. assuming most dads think their daughters are like angels at all times. My 17-year-old is an angel <laughs> to me. Like. She don't do the boy thing as much as I know. Don't wink at me like that. <laughs> it's really creepy. <laughs> but uh, you're talking about my daughter right now, right? But yeah, I'm man. I mean, you, bro. <laughs> keeping it a buck with you. Really, uh, taking a cue from uh, look at look at uh, Captain Hypocrite down here on his phone. <laughs> look at him, <laughs> Captain Hypocrite, always flaming me and Ozzy over there having a full go. <laughs> Grunting and grumbling. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I'm gonna, I just posted. I'm going to handle that after this. I just posted this. But I, I'll stop I'll stop uh, the social gonna, media part that right. you don't Hold take on. care of. You see, how, you see how I just reversed it? Wow. Yeah, yeah Boos. Oh, I, I tagged you in there, too. I, like I tagged it. you in there. That's fine. I like how you. Uh, go ahead. Keep going, brother. I like, how you took, <laughs> <laughs> like how you took that little criticism there. Let's go back. 17-year-old. But no, nah, man, I don't. I'm living off of... Uh, our brother, our esteemed brother, Asa, I don't, I try not to live in fear and then I don't put that onto the babies. Okay. So with, like Dave said, like you, as a parent, an active parent, you have to wear a lot of hats. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You have to balance being stern with your kids, with being open and mm. being a fun parent to me. Like, you know, my parents were pretty fun parents. Like they allowed us a certain amount of, leash to do certain mm-hmm. things and when they felt like oh, okay especially me like all my siblings will tell you I was the one that took the leash all the way to the 
<laughs> the farthest. No, but that's that's a kid's job. Yeah. A kid's job is to push to find where those boundaries are. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, I'm I'm painting her like the biggest angel in the world. My 17 year old does not push boundaries, bro. Like, I feel like I was completely blessed having this kid. She those are almost the ones you got to worry about. Man, because when she goes away, <laughs> I'm going to be there, bro, every weekend. Like, yo, so what are we doing this weekend? I, so are you going to be the type of parent to be like, yo, let's uh, let's have some drinks together. Let's. I actually thought some... about that because one of my really close uh, friends that I don't really get to kick it with as much as I used to. What's up, Lisa? She's Italian, like full blood, was born. I forget where she was born. She don't kill me. But... That's like that's like a actual cultural thing in Europe. Like you sit down at twelve or thirteen, she said, with her parents and her grandparents, and they had wine together mm-hmm. to introduce her to it, so that when she gets of age, it's not so foreign to her, and that she don't go crazy, blackout. I'm at college, and this is the first time I've ever had alcohol, so I don't know my limit. Drunk. You know what I'm saying? So if something happens to her. So I, Italian as well. There's actually a couple of reasons why they do that. One mm-hmm. is that. I mean, the other is, well, the water's not as good over there. Uh, no, true. Yikes. And so, I mean, it's it's not unusual for, for kids to be drinking wine because it's gone through a purification process. Nice. Um, but so, so I am the drunkle, as I am known oh. in my family. Um, and as every kid, as every niece and nephew has gotten ready to go off to school, they have to spend a weekend at my place. Nice. Mm. Yep. And I get them tore up until they are throwing up, mm-hmm. done. I teach them how to deal with a hangover. I teach them how to avoid. And then, the, and then we talk about how to, and then we go through, here's how you avoid that happening. Mm-hmm. You space your drinks out. You make sure you eat. You make sure this is going on. Mm-hmm. And like I, I am their college prep weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is necessary. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. In my, in my eyes. Um, honestly, as a person who wants to be a dad, because I know you're in that space where, you want to be pops? This dude uh, has is like quit front has baby fever, which is like, ugh. This uh, dude actually predicts, like if if I have Luna, my youngest, with me, he'd be like, just wait until me and Ali have, and they're gonna both uh, fly together. <laughs> <laughs> what? So how was uh what is your thought process of like if you were to have a little girl? Do you have any initial thoughts of things that like, yo, these are the things that I'm definitely going to be putting in her brain. These are the things that I want to prepare her for. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts just around that? I'm going to tell her men are the devil incarnated. <laughs> she's going to be in the dojo when she's like four, if not three or something like that. I'm going to take her to the gun range when she's like eight, nine, and then I'll work it from there. Okay. I, so it's the thing you have, like you can't, necessarily prepare them for situations what i've tried to instill in both of my kids is tools and you know knowing like coping mechanisms and knowing how to identify situations and read people and that kind of stuff like that's been my big focus with them Mm. um because that's where i feel like my parents fell down not actually know what it was a different world back then so i won't even say that they Mm -hmm. fell down um but it is a different world now and you do have to be much more situationally aware and you do need to have your head on a swivel these days um and so you know that's that's been my biggest thing is teaching them how to like so like boys you know my daughter's gone through four or five different situations now where you know some little boy has asked her to be his girlfriend and yada 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 and and she's coming and we've sat down we've had these talks and she's like, Dad, she's like, something just doesn't feel right. And I'm like, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. It's that's I said, the most important thing I can tell you is trust your judgment and trust your gut. Your body and your mind will tell you when something is wrong. I said, like pain. Pain is a natural feedback mechanism to let you know that you are doing something you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. And so if if you have alarm bells going off, walk away. That is it's funny. that simple. I love that because two well, two things. The first thing. Speaking to like uh, natural reactions, the bubble guts I just had is telling me that, yo, something that I digested ain't sitting right with me. All right. <laughs> so that was one part. How the hell did we get natural reactions? <laughs> A nice tender Worshiping. moment with yeah, my daughter. Like, what the hell is but, with you? <laughs> We talk about like the divine feminine. And well, I was about to get to my, us being I said, fathers I and had daughters. Two, I had two, divine feminine. I said, oh, I had uh, two points. Hey, I had two. I had two. Hold on, time on. I said, you are always on point. When you come to balance out somebody coming with like 
kind of like maybe a little negative energy. <laughs> well, that like you are the perfect negative God's God. advocate. I had. I said there's no cuts. there's no advocate for that. <laughs> no advocacy. Talking no. about talking about bubble off of that. Hey, they just they just laid out a to hallmark card. Man, we have these conversations. Every, it's gonna happen again. They, Captain Bubble and it come back around. I swear to God. The set, but what you said was that, that I really wanted to respond to was um, we do live in a different world, and um, I love that. And I I, I told my homegirl too the other day. I'm gonna use the N word. Um, I said, "Yo, um, this place, this world will be a lot better when niggas get out of the way." You know what I mean? Like when when women can do their thing for real, and like. I'm, I mean that sincerely, man, because women in referring to males, right? Yeah, okay, males in general, man. Just like when we get out of the way, because um, I love Roland Martin, but he was it was this group where he was advocating for uh, it's a group of collectives of sisters who are very open with who can be a part of this group, but they're always trying to advance the um, the collective influence on government. And he was like, what group of brothers are doing this real, real open-minded? And he had this group of brothers on, and they couldn't name one. And it's so many mm-hmm. things. Like, the 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 women on this planet are so empowered or getting to the point to where they're allowed to be so empowered because it is a different world. You can't take your daughter to the dojo. You can't tell your daughter to tell somebody, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, we live in that time, and that energy and that perspective that women have is needed <laughs> so bad. And I think that's one of the dopest things about the time we're living in is that as much bullshit as we see go on, there's a lot of greatness around the corner. You know what I mean? And I guess we won't necessarily, we might not necessarily live to see it, but I guess it's just knowing that it's a consistent, uh, I mean, shit, give you an example. Like, no, I won't do that anyway. But just to say that I, I feel like women are getting to that point to where like that balance is about to flip. You know what I mean? At some point, like you was just saying, and that they will bring a, bring usher in, I should say, um, a new period I can't say it'd be perfect because things perfection doesn't exist. You know what I mean? But it'll I be say, a lot more appropriate and in alignment. And, and it'd probably be yeah, it'd probably be more enjoyable across the board. You gotta yeah. have some weak men fighting that to the death. Boy. Well, not only that, so, I mean that's that's the big fear with the Supreme Court court appointee that just got pushed through. Is you know so people don't even people don't even really understand the context of Amy Coney Barrett. Where, you know, it wasn't that long ago, I figured, I believe it was like 20, less than 20 years ago, um, where uh, a member of the Supreme Court stated that they saw nothing wrong uh, with beating the hell out of somebody just because they were gay mm. or, or treating somebody wrong just because they were female. Mm. That person is on the Supreme Court. That person is who she describes as her mentor. Wow. And so wow. you now have a supremely, pardon the pun, um, conservatively swung judiciary that is specifically looking to target Roe Wade. Like people didn't die because of abortion. Like Roe Wade wasn't to stop. You know, that just meant people stopped dying from abortions when it made it when it made it legal. Mm. Um you know, and and so and you look at you know, and the attacks on the ACA and the attacks on you know the healthcare that are, that are inevitably coming now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest concern is that women have fought this fight for so long, and these last four years have rolled them back so hard. That's that's why, like my female friends that are the loudest, that are the most active, that are the most engaged, are spending the most time in goddamn tears lately that are the most broken that are the most upset about what about where this this year in particular has gone wow Dave way to really put on a sour note for me man there ain't no sour note man I am really I'm over here broken up now I'm like shit bro I was loving uh, everything I was saying and Dave popped in just that's that's, my little day here (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful awareness brought to people to let everybody know that the you know what I'm saying? The mission is still incomplete, man. Like how again, speaking as a father of three girls who want us who wants to see them grow into the greatest humans, goddesses that they can be. Mm. It's it's just ridiculous seeing some of the hurdles that women have to go through, bro. Mm. That the fact that 
they still have to deal with lower wages, like yeah. ridiculously lower wages, bro. Like yeah. in in the same sectors yeah. and how do you explain certain jobs having like a thirty, forty thousand dollar a year difference? So and, and that's just real. because of the gender. I think it's uh white women on average make seventy two cents on the dollar currently. Uh black yep. women are down at sixty seven. Yep. Wow. Mm. So just think of that, man. How much money am I making, Dave? <laughs> how much money are we making? I mean, roughly 28 to 33% more than that. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. I think, uh, and, and for the, I'm sorry, I, I won't, for, the, for the viewers, we're supposed to have a lady on the show today, but she ain't show up. That's where the divine feminine. Trust me, it's going to happen. I'll take coming. it away. She come in next week. We live. We, we, okay, okay, okay. Or whenever we record again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was going to say, um, we were talking about what the pineal gland and stuff just for a snippet mm-hmm. earlier this show or the mm-hmm. last show or something like that. But um, keep in mind that women are naturally more intuitive, right, and able to perceive things beyond the physical world, even though they have the most advanced physical body. And then look at how the food industry, the pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, all play roles consciously in destroying the body and um, limiting and subduing our ability to tap into those vibes. You know what I'm saying? The average person's the average person can't even put their finger on what intuition is. Like we might talk about it in a book and say, listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. The average person is so effed up from food and what they from video games and TV or whatever they into. They can't even really close their eyes and meditate. They got a hard time doing that for five minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I'm bringing that up to say because women are not in a position right now because of the food, because of the content in their mind, because of what they're taught, because of how they condition, they can't really be themselves. But once they start to rectify those internal physical problems and yeah. emotional and mental problems, it's a wrap for anybody who doesn't want to see what they want to do or doesn't want to see them take themselves to higher heights because they'll be able to do it from the inside out, yeah. especially when they operate in groups, you know. So I just want to throw that out there. If you if you a lady, if you're a woman, you 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 going through it, that's the move right there. Clean them insides out, get your mental peace, your mental health together, and harmonize with some like minds. As, uh, as you were speaking, it kind of reminded me, at least at the end piece, like about like women in hip hop, how like in the eighties, early like they had to be a man. You know what I mean? Had to rap like a man. Yep. Had to brat. Lil Kim look like a man. Lil Kim is probably no, the Lil one Kim changed later. Oh, you know, you think like. God, like Latifah, you talk to Queen Latifah, Latifah MC yeah. Light, yeah. like they like hard as a rock, you know. Yeah. Like you know, like like the women had to basically be a man in rap for a mm-hmm. long time in order to like be respected. They couldn't be a woman and rap. Like you can't wear a dress and rap. Nope. That ain't how this go. You can't even have feminine energy. You got to have the same masculine energy in order to be a part of this collective. No, Kim definitely have masculine energy. Y'all coming out of the No, no, no. I hear. I see what you're saying. I completely understand what you're saying. She, had, but she still came through talking that just in it, the physical but, body. But I would say, I would say that's more. She's more of a transition, though, bro. Like she's that's cool. You know, that's like cool. she, so we both right. Yeah, we both we both, we both right. I would say like she's she's a part of the evolution of of what's going on. And I guess, like, it's kind of what you're saying, too. Like, I was speaking just more to them, like, not being able to be in a body, though, at all. Like, you know, you or, or like, uh, embrace their feminine body. Like Erica Badu. Like Erica Badu was a great one. You know what I mean? She embraced the hell out of that shit. You know what I mean? To the point where she has vagina-scented incense. Which I gotta sell get, out. That shit is crazy. I got to get some. I've never tried it. Oh, uh, well, I'm I pretty will. sure you're... I'm you going to try. You got a house lit up. When, when somebody come to my house and like, what's that smell? Like, is there is there a quality control position? Like, is, there, is that someone's job? Yeah. Got to make sure that it's leveled up. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, your pH level off. That was one of these. I had to throw it in there one time to show. Get off Instructor Vine, bro. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that would be a dope guess. I can't wait till we go to the physical dojo. And if I do that lab day, just so off. you know, we got a. Uh, so we're part of uh, Kempo, which is a martial arts show practice. Yeah. Um, it's uh, based. Out, we have a, a, a dojo based out of the D, and uh, we got an instructor named Instructor Vaughn, who's also a principal and a doctor, and he's also the head instructor for our martial arts. I mean, our, our dojo, and he has a very distinct laugh where he sounds like a villain inside, like an anime, or even better. <laughs> A, fuck, uh, a freaking like martial arts flip and it's something like uh, ha, 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 ha. 
It's like very forced. It feels like somebody's punched him in the chest each time he, ch- he chuckles. Um, which he probably has had somebody punch him in the chest as he's laughing to like train. That's just how he gets down. But shout out to Hit me Ramon. in the throat harder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he bench press like his reps be like ten thousand. Really, like people's training, his training be like Goku off the. Off I'm the sure, animes, bro. I'm sure he be on tip. Shout out I'm to uh, super sure. Um, the thirty six chambers martial arts academy. Um, Kempo, yeah, no, no, on North no, leg, instructor no, Ghost, instructor uh, Cool, instructor um, Cedric, instructor Vaughn. Um, no, no S on the end of chambers. Chamber, yeah, thirty sixth. Chamber 36th, 36th chamber. No, how about no, this? No, Y'all no. know I can't talk or read, so it's like, how about <laughs> we not come back to this bullshit today? All right, shit. How you gonna start <laughs> over with the instructor? Way to point out my literacy on the air again. Um, but yeah. shout instructor out to Vaughn, instructor uh, Ghost, instructor Cedric, Cedric, instructor cool, a cool. How your beard North is so Lake. full? A cool got a Rick Keith. Ross beard like in three days. Hey, next man. time I see Listen, him, bro. Next time I go to the dojo, I'm gonna go like I'm gonna I'm fake like I'm going for a palm hill. I'm gonna just pull his beard to see what's going on. Grow this that fat. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, you my did. bad, brother. <laughs> and now I'm side kicked into the wall. <laughs> I, 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 I will So I, I'll do that. I do that for my appreciation because I was about to go into like I really like this place. But, <laughs> <laughs> I think I should say that. But man. Uh. This this show um, is touching on a lot of things. I th- I knew it was gonna be a good show, man. I really knew it because um, I feel like one thing I wanted to say um, was like we are men raised by women. You know what I mean? And like strong women, mm-hmm. strong black women who I feel like have had obstacles, who I feel like have had to um, be innovative with how they raised us. In a society that does things to um, push us down, you know what I mean. So when, I, when we talked about this show, that's what I really thought about. That's what I thought about the first time. It's like, damn, I can't wait till we get all our moms on the show. You know what I mean? Because like, I think our moms will fly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think we, I think we will all go to bat that our moms to fly us in the room. You know what I mean? And let's, like, let's it not ain't nothing wrong with it though. Let's not forget to sure. bring up that episode where Boo said. My mom is number one, yep. and you guys, mom yep. is number two and three. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just make we sure. could on, we can only get one A. Can we get a clip? Like they had to share one A. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think we should pull up the clip and just <laughs> let it play. Play it right beforehand. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. boo, say it to Oz's mama's face. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. <laughs> What's look, crazy is She the probably feminine, a green belt, too. Bro, the dopest thing about that, though, is that the that divine feminine energy is so amazing that that our moms would understand completely where he coming from, and of that course. would be cool. And my, and my mom would be like, "Uh, all right, sorry, I'll be three. <laughs> you know, right. it's, it's like, God damn it, mama, that ain't what I was trying to. We was about to <laughs> I was about to show you the bear claw. What's <laughs> 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 Johnson Wood come over here and say he was two? <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I knew yes. this was gonna be a good show, just because yeah. I was like, man, shit, we we love. I think we were fortunate to be raised in that sense, man, because it, I think we had that extra layer of appreciation. And um, shit, I and it's rare, man. Like shit, to have who, who we have, and to be brothers, and then to also have unique situations, and to have mothers who you know who kind of are our main parental figure, or, or very much of that for for a lot of our life. I know you had your father for a lot of his life too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew this was gonna be great. We are breastfed too. No, my mama definitely didn't breastfeed. She grew up. Uh, she was a uh, my mother. Listen, I'm, you weren't breastfed. Mm-mm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It do explain a lot. That's why we I are flexing uh, again. No, because I'm about to flex on them. That's why we're over six feet. Have you ever came close to dunking? I haven't either, but. Oh, wow. I, I slimmed down. Wow. Uh, I could pull up a picture on my phone right now on my Instagram. Oh, wow. It's cool. All right. <laughs> I ain't about to do you like that on the air. Different topic, then. Yeah, Have you ever had to wear <laughs> jeans with a 30? Yeah, stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> reaching stop. and shit. I'm reaching like a motherfucker. Just stop, bro. It's all good. Trying to go deep. I used to beat up all my tall friends when I was little. I had that Napoleon <laughs> complex bad. And, th- and then I, it just deleted as soon as I understood what the Napoleon complex was. Man. I got to like maybe latter latter years of high school. Like, oh, yep. Let me not be like that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go into the detail. But Napoleon complex is so like. 
associated with a person in my mind now that I can't. I hate even thinking about that complex. I ain't going in. I don't got to say anything. I already kill know. know. <laughs> I'm not saying no more on the air either because I got to be careful. Like you said, yep. used to beat people up when you was little. He, this person beats people up now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Yep. But shit, I think we're going to wrap this boy. Um, if y'all cool with that. Nice little bow. No, no. I tell you. I tell you. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I tell mm-hmm. you. We, got, we can't say that on the air. Uh-uh. I'm about to say I got you with the. No. Nah. <laughs> Sometimes you just rather maneuver. Avoid the blow. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Uh, I'm using that in class uh, on Saturday is what I, where I use the virtual dojo. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to do prequel appreciations and be about this bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go first with appreciations. Boom. Dang, so dang. I was going to appreciate 36 Chamber um, Martial Arts. Um, why you guys say? Uh, man, I told I was sick a couple of weeks ago. And um, I told it started to North Leg hit me up because we have – uh, weekly assignments that we have to record and turn in. Straight north late at like eleven o'clock. It's like, where's your assignment at? Uh, you know, it's trying to sound like him. <laughs> What's your assignment, Boost? <laughs> <laughs> Take some of that bass out. That's how he sounds. Like he might kill you, or he might be able to like break bread or some shit. Uh, I'm like, yo, I'm really sick. I'm dying. Can't do it. But please try to get it in when possible. All right. It's like, oh shit. I just said I'm dying. But <laughs> it's more of like they uh, are on you to make you your best. And um, you don't get that a lot as an adult. You know what I mean? Especially from people you don't know or are genuine about it who don't want something from you. Mm-hmm. Like, class, it's $50 a month for, like, the top tier advanced training. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Instructor Northland says something like, why would you get out of this? And, like, we, we like, talk about your life. We talk about how to make you a better person. Mm-hmm. We give you defense, spirituality, metaphysics, metaphysics, and it's like it's fifty freaking bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You know, shit. That's some of y'all spend it on uh, water in two days. Let alone, you know what I mean? Like literally, and the amount of like connection they develop with you. The amount of like, man, we spend hours every week just talking about ourselves in class and each other and building and bonding, and um. On all levels, man, it's just something I felt like it just added to my life. 2020 for me was a good year. And Kempo martial arts, 36 chamber in particular, only was a cherry, was a big ass cherry on top. It was multiple big ass cherries on top. So thank you, instructors. Thank you, peers. Thank you, uh, Akil. Thank you, Asa, for introducing me and being my brothers in Kempo and uh, at the 36 chamber dojo in uh, Hamtramck. Um, been a beautiful experience, and I just greatly appreciate it to be a part of it. So, big shout out to y'all. Teamwork, gang, gang. Kill. You want me to go next? Yep. I'm still thinking. Oh, man. I'm so ungrateful. Pick <laughs> <laughs> somebody I'm grateful for. Uh, man, so much to be grateful for, and I don't have nothing on the tip of my tongue, bro. I guess I'm just grateful for this this beautiful thing called life, bro, and growth and experience. And being able to bump your head and, you know what I'm saying, if if you're a person that's in tune and bumping your head means a lesson and not just, I'm going to try this again, but on the other side of my head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this is a beautiful life we live in, even through all the COVID, you know, the pandemic and the, the strife that we go through on a regular basis. Like, where else would you rather be? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I thoroughly and love love this this suit that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, I'm a soul with a body, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly love myself. And at 41, I probably couldn't have said that so succinctly and with such, you know, what I'm saying, so much behind it 10 years ago. Mm. So damn, I almost cried. <sighs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Man, bust it out. But yeah, man, this real, real stuff, bro. We, uh, we, we good, I, I got, I was, and what, shut up, fool. <laughs> if you look at my phone at my Google search, you'll come across, I forget what the name of the disease is, but there was, it's, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> There's a disease when you are born with hemorrhoids. Chill out. (laughs) 
where you are born with. And when I say it, you're going to feel like a piece of crap for making jokes right now, guys. There's, yep, Instructor Vaughn, Dr. Vaughn, uh, where you are born with no limbs. And there was a guy on, I want to say it was Dr. Oz. I came across it on YouTube and. He was on Dr. Oz talking about all the different you have issues right now. Just let it out. Code your nose is not gonna stop it. Easily. Good lord. <laughs> this is the worst part of an appreciation ever. God. I'm just gonna finish it off by juggling three balls in the air. Pause. But uh, there was it was a guy on Doctor Oz, and he was just speaking on how he sees people throwing away just their gifts, yeah. and he's saying like your natural gift to walk—that's a gift. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Being born with healthy children, mm. uh, and this dude has such a vigor for life. He uh, attempted suicide at ten years old. You know what I'm saying? But he has such uh I can't even look at you the same way. This fool got tears in his eyes. <laughs> it was because how you led up to it. Man. Yes, yes, a- yes. Yeah, that was a terrible lead up. But no, nah, man, I I just appreciate everything, bro. This is this is a beautiful life. Go ahead, Asa. You're right, a sensitive bastard, yeah. It I'm I'm very sensitive. <laughs> I'm too sensitive sometimes. But this my appreciation goes out to you, the person listening right now. I just want to thank you for being alive, and I can't wait to either see or hear about you becoming the best possible version of yourself. Because when we all start tapping into that, that's the real puzzle piece right there. When we start adding on this person's best self with that person's best self, do you know what that block looks like? Do you know what that neighborhood looks like? You know what that city looks like? I can't wait for that shit, man. So just thank you for tapping in and for being on point. If you're not on point, I hope you get on point. I hope somebody lights some fire under your ass or you do it by yourself. And shout out to you. Wow. Gang, gang. All right, y'all. I think we're going to wrap it up for the 28th episode or 7th or 9th. 28th. 28th. Hey, man. Even numbers. I got it. So next time, next two, 30. It's going to be what we landed on, right? 29, 30. Minus 29, 30. Subtract the three, add the four, carry the seven. So 28th episode of the High Vibe, guys. Uh, Appreciate you listening. This felt like it was good energy, good feminine uh, discussion today. Um, And we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Peace.